0: It won't pop in the microphone. I'll, I'll poppily. How you like? i the lady with the paper hat asked me as she poured a little more coffee into my cup. What that you say? I said as a sad smile spread across her face and I looked up. She said I'd take you to be a soft-boiled man I don't understand. I reluctantly confessed. Listen, son, she said i Set you, but you've gotta know I'm gonna have to break a couple of things to make your breakfast. Just, Just glad to see you're up At the break of the day, but you gotta break. This is How Do You Like Your Eggs, the show for people who love to eat by people who live to cook. I'm Asher Griffith. Jake and Anna couldn't join us this week because Jake thought it would be funny to swallow his feet as a joke. So he started swallowing and kept going like an Ouroboros until he became just this tight little knot in the middle of the air and with a reverb-saturated, he disappeared. And went out to look for him. So it's just me again and my guest Sinidra taylor she's one half of the founding force behind crazy waffle bar a boutique waffle pop-up lately she's been heavily involved in covid relief efforts of which i am aware primarily just because of your very strong insta game uh welcome to how do you like your eggs
1: thank you for having me i am enjoying being a part of this podcast and (laughs) i'm looking forward to seeing what all you got in store for me
0: all right well good um as it is impossible for me to uh, offer you an egg, which is what we do uh, normally at the beginning of the show. The first question is, how do you like your eggs? But given the distance between us, I can't cook for you. How do you like your eggs?
1: I'm very simple. I love my eggs scrambled. I love mm-hmm. scrambled eggs and, and rice. It's something I grew up on. So scrambled uh, salt and pepper, butter and rice,
0: scrambled on rice. Yes. Are you from New Orleans?
1: I am, born yeah. and
0: raised. People from the Deep South eat everything on top of rice.
1: <laughs> Apparently, I think that's how they like stretch the meals out. So, yeah. um, yeah, I think so. Gravy and rice, egg and rice. I mean, collard greens and rice. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> cabbage yeah. and rice. Like every veggie plus <laughs> rice.
0: Right. I um. I grew up on the Mississippi Gulf Coast, uh, but I've lived in New Orleans since 2003. I remember when I was going to, uh, to UNO, and I remember there was a day when they would have chicken and dumplings. But, my okay, I, I grew up in Mississippi, but I was born in Arkansas, and most of my family lived there
1: mm-hmm.
0: for most of my life. But chicken and dumplings was like a staple dish for my Arkansan relatives, mm-hmm. and it was never served on top of rice it's already got a it's already got a starch in it the you know the dumplings it's like
1: a- right right right
0: <laughs> so but uh I went to go get lunch at the little in the cafeteria at UNO and they were serving chicken and dumplings and uh the lady asked if I wanted it on top of rice and I kind of was like well no no it doesn't <laughs> go <laughs> on top of rice and she looked at me like I was crazy and just like gave me the chicken and dumplings without rice which she thought was insanity you know like yeah yeah to, to eat it just I'm like, plain
1: what? I'm like oh, okay outsider what? right it's <laughs> weird
0: all right you uh you have an ma in teaching yes um where did you go to school
1: so I actually attended Xavier University. Well, in New Orleans we have to start with high school. So I attended mm-hmm. John right. McDonald. John McDonald High School. John McDonald thirty-five. Um, uh-huh. because they're a bunch of John McDonald's. So McDonald thirty five is what we call it. And then after that, Xavier for undergrad. And so I have a bachelor's, um Lord, it's been so long. And political science, uh, <laughs> math and mass communications. And then after that, I went back to Xavier, uh, for a Master of Arts in Teaching. At the time after Katrina, I returned to the city. And started teaching, but I wasn't certified. So it was kind of like an alternative certification program. And mm-hmm. I was able to get a master's. Um, and now I'm at Tulane. I recently, um, in the last two weeks, I took a break from school. But I'm working on um, an executive MBA at Tulane. And so oh, I'm wow. Back, back and in that, school.
0: What <laughs> That's tough. It is <laughs> so hard to go back to school, like after grad school. Absolutely. I tried to do that. It was a, it was a complete failure. <laughs> um uh that, that's impressive though. So now you're you're getting an MBA because you're full-time just running Crazy Waffle Bar, you said.
1: Yes, since 2018, summer of 2018, I love education um and have been doing Crazy Waffle Bar and just kind of wanted to take my business to the next level and figure out how I can take it locally to an international type business and I really wanted a stronger business background um mm-hmm. and so I just decided to enroll in school to kind of fast track that knowledge in a yeah. organized way.
0: Um how much of how much of that decision was based on your tenure at Propeller? We met in the um Propeller mm-hmm. accelerator program.
1: Yeah, the idea was bouncing around my head at Propeller and uh Actually, a lot of the mentors that I came across, the individuals that helped me with my business, had some type of tie to Tulane's business school, whether it was graduate school, undergrad, executive MBA. And I'm thinking, like, is it by chance that I'm continuing to come across individuals with, like, ties to Tulane? I'm like, okay. They've really helped me take my business to different levels um, Mm -hmm. just through advising me So I'm like, maybe I should just go in and streamline this information and get it for myself. And, um, I've been in school since January of this year and I've learned a wealth of information. I was kind of sad to have to stop due to COVID, um, focus on my business, but I'm like, if I don't have business, it doesn't make sense to be in school because I'm in school to help my business. So now I have to refocus (laughs) and, you know, um, focus on my business and hopefully I'll be able to return but my business is always my priority.
0: Mhm. Yeah. Well, that's really good. I feel like uh b- the business school at Tulane is kind of like their flagship program, huh?
1: Yeah. Um it really is from 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 everything I've heard from all of my researches it's, it's one of their definitely one of their flagship programs. Mm-hmm. From from undergrad to grad to executive MBA, they have a few different programs to kind of fit whatever your lifestyle is. Mm -hmm. And so executive MBA is very convenient in that I'm only in class four days out of each month on average.
0: One Um, a week, huh?
1: Yeah. Well, well, Mm -hmm. Friday and Saturday, two two sets of Friday and Saturday per month.
0: Oh, I got you. Yeah. Okay. So speaking of COVID, how is Crazy Waffle Bar doing right now, and how so, are you doing it?
1: Yeah, so uh, Crazy Waffle Bar has <clears throat> definitely transitioned in terms of um, like who my client, who my customer is, mm-hmm. um, the type of services we offer. So we've done a lot of catering and serv- servicing hospitals traditionally, vendors for hospitals, large events, schools, and because there weren't any large gatherings and school was out And um, now hospitals are getting donations. So that wiped out every customer that I had. Those were my primary customers. Mm -hmm. And so right now, um, thankfully, I've been a part of the Broadmoor community essentially my whole life. And so um, I've had an opportunity through the uh, Broadmoor Improvement Association to um, provide to cater food and provide food for the programs that they have. So every Tuesday, Thursday and Saturday, they feed seniors and um, others in need in the community. And then, so on Tuesdays, I was able to secure a contract with them to feed the community and that kind of helped to provide some, um, some income from, my, for my business, Yeah. um, there. And then, um, uh, you know, Nurses Week is here. And so coming on to Nurses Week, I did get some business from, um, smaller clinics, not necessarily hospitals, but some of the smaller clinics that I miss by mm. organizations who've been donating food. And I've been able to donate not free, but a reduced cost food to, um, nurses and those healthcare professionals. So business has been in bulk instead of like steady business. yeah. And then it's been help ex, uh, actually helping to keep me afloat while I wait on like A stimulus check and, uh, you know, all of these other things that are slowly trickling in now um, Mm -hmm. that hadn't been very um, helpful when this all first started.
0: If I only had a nickel for every time I've kicked myself since this taping for not asking her if there is an egg in her waffle recipe. You know what I just thought of that might help with that, though? You, dear listener. I am always thinking of you, but right now I was just thinking that you should become a Cicada Keteer If you're not already, just head on over to patreon.com slash radio and pledge just one measly little dollar a month. It means the world to us, and it keeps up producing high-quality audio like this tasty tidbit right here. What makes a hit a hit? How does a Bruce Willis cover of a Staple Singer song outperform the original? And is Groove really in the heart? Or is it somewhere else? On American 100, we're going to dive into the heart of the Billboard Hot 100 completely at random and try to get to the bottom of what makes us love, hate, or just get addicted to pop songs. Featuring guest musicians and comedians, it's funny, it's informative, and just like the Hot 100 itself, a little bit weird. Hosted by me, Micah McKee, and presented by Cicada Radio, American 100 airs anywhere you like to listen to podcasts. Well, that's good. What are you making for the for the elderly in Broadmoor?
1: Okay, so um, we've had a few different meals. So there was uh, barbecued chicken and baked beans. We've done collard greens and um, sweet potatoes. And
0: mm-hmm. I don't
1: use sugar, so I use sugar substitutes, agave, and, you mm-hmm. know... I'm trying to remain health conscious of how I feed them because I know that they have compromise, compromised immune systems and just nothing that's something that's going to support their health and not necessarily take away from it. Um, we did like a chicken salad with uh, mixed greens, um, corn and rice. We've done um, kind of like this teriyaki chicken For them with like a sweet glaze on it. Something else I did with like the um, local honey. Um, Let's see what else. Um,
0: Wow, that's... It's it's a lot. It's a lot. I'm I'm
1: trying to think of some of the things. So that actually just ended. And I know that BIA has a fundraiser coming up to... Um, To secure some more funds, I think that's something that they're going to continue to do possibly. Mm -hmm. There's also a food pantry. So the BIA does a lot. And so I'm trying to figure out how, how can I move forward with doing things like that? Because it also brought me pleasure to see people anticipating my meals they're They're enjoying it. Uh, something I always say is like during Katrina, we would get these meals and we would look at it like, what is this? And, you know, <laughs> we were grateful for it because it was a meal, but it was nothing that we could identify with. And right. so I was trying to find a balance between what can I identify with that's tasty, that um, isn't costly and people will enjoy it, you know? Yeah, so, mm-hmm.
0: yeah that's really good. I remember I <laughs> I mentioned in one other interview with um. With a friend of mine, we were reminiscing about the early post-Katrina days and chasing after the Red Cross vans like they right. were ice cream trucks, you know?
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Seriously. Um, you right. see a Red Cross van, it's like, oh, yes. Sweet hot <laughs> dogs and
0: corn. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, we're, uh, the, relief, the relief food sounds a whole lot better now. I haven't had lunch yet. That um, bit of this, this conversation is making me very hungry. Sorry about um, that. <laughs> yeah, the Broadmoor Improvement Association is uh is incredible. The work that they do. I had Bethany Mangigian, who you probably know. Mm-hmm. She was on here a couple weeks back, and she was telling me about all the work that they did, which was really impressive to me. And I don't think I've heard of like v- certainly not very many neighborhood associations that are like that involved and that helpful you know.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think that we are I I know that we are a model neighborhood association across the city and I wouldn't be surprised if it was now if people knew we did across like the United States from, you know, providing low income housing to, you know, opportunities to purchase a house. We the BIA kind of sells houses. I think it's like eighty percent of their value for individuals who want to come in and be homeowners. Oh, wow. You know, really using the funds that they receive, and not many uh, community organizations get uh, uh, different different amounts from the property taxes go back to the BIA for the improvement of the community. And so I think that we have um. Important structure set up to sustain a community that's very diverse from, you know, income levels, from renters to homeowners, and then also, like, socioeconomically, like, across the board, we're a very diverse community. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's
0: that's really cool. All right. Well, uh, we usually put a cap on the show by asking a couple of questions, and the first of them is... Uh, If you could give a younger self any, um, like, career advice, do you know what that would be?
1: To be honest, my career advice would probably be be an entrepreneur straight out of high school. And I'm not sure if I'd have to be, I I hate to say this, but I don't know if I would have gone to college.
0: Mm. I probably would
1: have just um, started to take more risk often and not Mm -hmm. be afraid I mean the worst thing that could happen in life to me is like it sounds so morbid but like death so anything Mm. short of death like take that chance sure sure (laughs) but um you know I really love entrepreneurship and it sounds weird because I'm in school now but had I had this experience before I'd have made the mistakes and maybe I wouldn't be in school trying to like catch up I'm not sure but I know that Mm. I love entrepreneurship and it really uh, across different businesses, just being able to make decisions and to see it's kind of like having a baby over and over again. Like, oh, look, my baby grew up and let's have another one. Watch it grow up, you know. So, <laughs> I guess that's what people that have kids think. I'm not sure. Right. But, um, you know, but the labor pains, I'm just imagining that they might be comparable. But I just really love business. And for me, what fits me is being an entrepreneur. And I've been an entrepreneur since as far back as i can remember um middle school so Mm -hmm. oh wow just um what was your
0: what was your first uh your first endeavor
1: okay i was selling candy out of my backpack which was not um (laughs) allowed however i was such a great student you know respectful and i didn't disrupt class and i made great grades that Teachers didn't bother me because so they,
0: turn, they turned a blind eye, huh?
1: <laughs> exactly. <Yeah. laughs> exactly. So I made um, a lot of money off like sugar straws and um a lot of kids, dentists probably hate me right now, but you know.
0: <laughs> candy McDonald's dealer.
1: McDonald's is still rolling, so why can't I sell a little candy in there
0: <laughs> Right. Uh you've uh and you're still a purveyor of sweets. Well, I guess you Crazy Waffle Bar isn't just waffles, though.
1: Crazy Waffle Bar it's supposed to be just waffles, however, and things that complement waffles, but um like for the BIA, I'm always doing like something healthy for a meeting or, or mm. whatever their needs are or any organization that I have strong ties with, I'll break away from the waffles and do something for them. But if someone were to go to my website or call me, they would get waffle only options. So, uh, um, or maybe you want fruit to go along with your waffle, or well, I have savory waffles that have meat that goes along with those. So mm, it would have you, to be you something fried that chicken compliments, and waffles. I definitely have chicken. Yeah. The people would not let me live until <laughs> I put chicken and waffles on my <laughs> menu. So mm. I hate frying I'm very good at frying chicken. It tastes amazing. I sell chicken and waffle packets where I season the chicken and I give uh-huh. them the chicken fry. I'm great at it, but I very much dislike dealing with oil and frying mm. chicken. I have to be honest, but I'm very good at it. Yeah. And the people want it, and Roscoe's Chicken and Waffles, so Sonella should have chicken and waffles, and people love chicken and waffles, and it's my number one seller, so I yeah. sell chicken and waffles.
0: Right. <laughs> yeah, so, it's a mess, frying uh, chicken, but it is delicious.
1: <laughs> it is. It, it really is. It
0: is uh, um, okay. The second question is: What's your? It's it's normally what's what's your favorite place to eat in New Orleans right now? But I know that most places are shuttered. Some of them are doing counter service though, and then mm-hmm. there are your um, relief pop ups, I guess. So yeah. have you found have you found a favorite one of those yet? Or
1: I'm going to be honest. I eat a lot of. Uh other places we'll call like street food Uh um and and mostly it's from like very good chefs that probably can't afford like the overhead of of owning a building so but i eat a lot from i I just hate to name one but a lot of especially a lot of individuals i've been through like programs with and Mm -hmm. i just try to like keep the money like circulating like they support me i support them and the money kind of circulates through our business keep the Um, dollar
0: in the community
1: but if I had to name one, I would name, um, first it's like Buku Eats, but it's just so many. I feel so bad just uh-huh. saying one because it's just so many um, that I support. But um, yeah, I'll just, just say one. To, right. Okay. The, the more I name, the more trouble I'll get into. Sure. <laughs>
0: yeah. All right. And then the very last question is, uh, what's your favorite story about maggots?
1: Maggots? Um, uh-huh. <laughs> hmm. I don't know, but I think it's really weird that when rice, like if if rice gets maggots, yeah, it if you're not paying attention, like you might just The like, camouflage. Bleh. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I I guess, and that that happened when I was like um, very young and washing dishes, and I'm just like you know just cleaning up, and it must have sat mm-hmm. on the counter for too long, and I was like the rice is like when i actually settled into it like is the rice moving? Like, oh no what <sighs> i'm just glad that i was setting to throw it away because i had i've been like planning to eat full with it or <laughs> oh, no. that would have been like horrific but yeah um,
0: that's yeah. horrifying enough as it is but yeah if you were yeah. if, if that was on your fork
1: what i think happened from that though is that um I started washing the dishes when my mom asked me
0: instead of like <laughs> Instead of waiting,
1: yeah. <laughs> if I would have washed it before it became sour, then yeah, no. Right. <laughs> you would think I wouldn't want to eat rice after that, though. I just named all of the things I ate with rice, like egg hey, rice.
0: <laughs> well, you can't you can't avoid it though, really. Yeah.
1: Right. Right.
0: I hope that I hope um, calling it back to mind doesn't scar you, and then. And then not no, enjoying rice I hope as much. It
1: does. I might lose some weight if I stop eating <laughs> rice. Look, I tell people I'm a carburetor. Everything that's a carb, I just like love it. Like, I
0: don't know. Carburetor. I've got a, <laughs> I've got a problem with that myself.
1: <laughs> <laughs> We're carburetors.
0: Well, well, thank you very much uh, for you. taking the time to do this with me. I and
1: enjoyed it. I'm excited to it.
0: I'll take my waffle on rice with a healthy side of informative, entertaining radio brought to you by me, Asher Griffith, and our diligent Patreon subscribers. Thank you to no one else. But if you'd like to hear me say your name right here, then hit me up at louder at cicadaradio.com. That's L O U D E R at cicadaradio.com. All right, carb up, sweet things, and we'll hang out next time on How Do You Like Your Eggs? Just, Just glad to, to see you a blue again. Break 'em before you make 'em, that's what they say. But you gotta break 'em before you make 'em, that's what they say. You gotta break 'em before you make 'em, that's what they say. This is
1: Cicada Radio. Sing, love, die.